Yo, what 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 it does, gang? Welcome to episode ninety of Just Another Knicks Fan, hosted by your host Jack F. Episode ninety. We hit it. Yo, we in the nineties, bro. And I probably sound a little old, but yeah, I sort of missed the nineties, bro. I ain't gonna lie, man. Nineties, a lot of classical times, you know. Uh, people feel like that was a time in history. Damn, I shouldn't say history like this. That was like thirty years ago. No, it's a, it's just it was real nostalgic because a lot of inspiration has been drawn from that time period, and things felt a bit more organic. But was it? I don't know. We will never know. But it it gave off those vibes. You know, a lot of things uh, in the '90s and '80s uh, is the reason why we're able to do a lot of these things today. So, in terms of like musical shit, you know. Basketball shit, all that shit, bro. Like people miss the '90s basketball wise. People, we call it the golden era. So hopefully, I mean, there's only ten episodes in the '90s. So hopefully, um, I just won't be the golden era for the podcast. It's, it's, it'll be, it'll last much longer than that, you know. Episode ninety. I'm glad to be here for episode ninety. But we out here. Should have been episode ninety to be honest with you, but. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to chill out in the off-season for a few and, and wait till the NBA get back. And once the NBA get back, I couldn't wait to start talking, just talking all this basketball shit, you feel me? And life shit, you feel me? Um, first observation, why I feel like Todd Gibson playing for a, mock, a max contract, like he underpaid. Yo, he's been hooping this preseason, hitting threes, you know, doing all that shit that we, we needed someone to do in the playoff in 2013. It looked like he could have been doing that shit last year in the playoffs against the Hawks. Like, yo, dog, you I thought you wanted to take it easy and, and, you know, just coach the young bulls. But it seems like you you out here playing for a max contract, dogs. A max contract. Like, you really, you know, setting the tone, setting the precedent of how everyone else should be playing. I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, any, everyone else on that team should just look at Todd and say, ah, yo, I got to step up. This motherfucker doing that shit. With all due respect, if Todd gives you you going to add a three-point repertoire in year 16? All right. So what's stopping anyone else on that team from getting better? So you know, hopefully that, that rubs the team off in the right way. Shit. And like you know, Mitchell Robinson, hope, I picked him up in one of my fantasy leagues, but you know, he's not going to be ready to start the season. It's all good. It's all good. And... You know, he hopefully, you know, Taj can hold it down. Like I said, we got Sims. I sort of like what he does. Noel's be out here. He be active in the streets as well. So, yeah, like Taj Gibson, I ain't expect all that. But he's definitely earning his money. Getting his money's worth getting the Knicks, their money's worth. So, that's what's up. Number two, that Knicks-Pistons game was, you know, type wavy. I ain't gonna lie. Like, like, a lot of these preseason games that I've observed, that I've watched, Everyone's been acting like if they're on the court, they're not just like, yo, I'm going to take this possession off. Like, everyone's been pretty active. Like, they've been with it, getting to it, you know, doing what they got to do and making the most of these four games because it's not eight, I guess. So they know, hey, four games, boom, next week, regular season. So I, I guess people realize they got time to waste and they're just, you know, going at it like that. So that's what's up, man. That's what's up. I like seeing that shit, man. Steph Curry down for loose, ball, loose balls, a LeBron. It's on his bully, man. Like really LeBron, I seen LeBron play for that one quarter, score like eight straight points. He was playing with the way he was on the basketball court is like how I would play with LeBron. So he could just attack the basket and just bully my way in the game. Facts. 
Year 19, LeBron. Yo, God, 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 damn. Every single time LeBron just dribbled the ball, made a layup, made a shot in the year 19. Yeah, oh, my God, son. Year 17, shit. I thought that shit was bad. But this shit, this shit already taking a toll on me. I only, I only saw a half of this. Like a half of Laker basketball. Because, you know, my boy's mellow on that team. So, I'm a little invested in the Lakers. You feel me? So, I'm watching this shit. Yo, every single time LeBron passes. He turns the ball over year night. I was like, yo, come on, son. Let me just watch this dude play basketball. Yeah, he do look lighter and all of that shit, which is good. You know, taking care of his body. You know, he... Reactivated headband, LeBron. No, that's what's up. But every so you can't if you're gonna do all that year nineteen shit when he has great moments. You you gotta also be able to say, damn, year nineteen. He's he is in year nineteen. But at the same time, you can't do that. And then when he has a bad game, take it out on year nineteen. Actually, because if he is human, so he is allowed to have a bad game, whether it's year nineteen or year five. Just don't blame it on all because he's a nineteen year. He got a bad game. If in his 19th year, he could also play awesome, you know. Like, I don't expect him to be year 10 LeBron, year 11 LeBron. But LeBron's LeBron, yo. You got to respect his shit. But just just, just be very mindful of the year 19 and how often it is used. You know, if it's used in an abundance of every little thing he does. And then, you know, he has a few bad moments and try to excuse it with the year 19. I ain't here for that. I'm not here for that, you know. With all due respect to LeBron. Oh, top five for sure, top three in my book of all time. And just got to take it easy with the year 19 shit, you feel me? But he's here to ball, man. I know he's here to win. That's what's up. I ain't mad at it. But Todd Gibson, son. Besides the Todd Gibson, Jewish Vandal, I know you had a new son. Congrats to you. My boy Bubbles, congrats to you. Bunny, congrats. Yo, a lot of my dogs out here, you know what I'm saying? Having babies, my other dogs got married, you know what I'm saying? Congrats to you. I got a lot of shit going on out here, man. Shit, shit, you know, shout out to everybody pursuing their happiness and, and all of that great stuff. All of that great stuff, man. A lot of happiness. Um, want that in abundance. Whether it's year 19 or year 30, year 31, year 29, year 35, year 39, year 68. Yeah, want happiness and abundance every year. Shout out to everybody. Speaking of the Lakers, they got Melo. They got my guy and all that shit. Westbrook, you know, doing his thing out there. Uh, yeah, with, with Kyrie's situation unfolding and, and, you know, him going through what he's going through and him sticking up. Like I said, I support his, his thought process. I, just, I support his decision. I respect his decision as well. You know, my main message was, you know, we need to be unified together. And... I guess I didn't know how to say that shit, but he did. In terms of, you know, we all should be unified. We can't let, can't be divided. Because they keep finding ways to divide us people, man. Whether it's politically or with the vaccination. They'll find a way to make us pick a side. And I think once we find a way to, you know, to realize that as a, as a, as a whole, as six billion, seven billion people, like, we can't get divided. Or whatever what it is. It's too much extremism is never good. Just remember that. But Kyrie was fighting his battle, and then, yo, I ain't gonna lie, I was like, yo, John Gooden was caught up in some shit storm, and then you know, I caught, I heard some of the shit he said, man, it sounded like some real, you know, 80s, 90s, he's an old dude, yo, the motherfuckers talk like, I'm not excusing it, because 
though you gotta have people around you to let you know what kind of verbiage you should be using. All of that shit. I don't think he's tech savvy. Like I said, I'm not supporting none of his decisions. Um, it's just crazy. Like, yo, you got to learn how to move better, bro. And like I said, I don't know him as a person. I'm not saying anything like that. Like, he could be racist. He could not be racist. But I just do know these older people. These Like, he's much older. You know, they got a real... The way, they, the way motherfuckers talked back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, you know, that lingo, that verbiage is just not approved as of now. It's, it's just, it doesn't fly. This shit that was said in my, when I was 8, 10, 15 years old, that we used to say, say that shit now, that shit is not going to fly. And, and I think his contemporaries, for the most part, were probably around his age. So they probably used that lingo. Like I said, some of that shit, like I said, I didn't see this shit from what I've heard. It just sound pretty offensive. You know, uh, very offensive, very fucked up. I'm not supporting, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, dog, you just, I don't know. And then, you know, the whole shit storm that came afterwards with, with everyone else sharing on them. Uh, yo, you, you just, you know, you get what you signed up for. But what I do find interesting is the fact that only his emails were leaked. I feel like, yo, you got to open the floodgates up, dog. Like, you can't do this whole, like, that's the one thing I don't like. I don't like the shit that he was doing. Obviously, the the, the messages he was saying, the verbiage of how he was communicating his points. But one thing I will say is you can't just single out one person out of 650,000 emails and tell me he was the only one doing this shit. It has to be more people. If you're out of one person, you might, you know, just like I said, you about to open up the floodgates. And I don't think they're going to allow that to happen. Because if the, if the NFL opens up the floodgates on all these emails, it's going to be hell for everybody. It's gonna be hell for everybody. Um, I don't. It doesn't even matter who you are. Maybe it doesn't even matter if you're a woman. It doesn't matter if you're what race you are. Cause nine times out of ten, someone probably said some dumb shit. Whether it was an emotional reaction, whether it was a joke, or maybe they actually meant it. But the thing is, it was sent. It was said, and I just think whoever is picked to get caught is gonna get caught. Cause this is There's no way he's just the only one out here wilding and we know all that drama with the Redskins yeah they keep calling the football team I'm calling them the Redskins football team anyways with the Washington Redskins drama so he was only out of here it has to be other people too can't just single out one person and just that's the shit I don't like about the media even with this like R. Kelly shit I'm not an advocate of his actions but that's not a one-man operation. That shit involves many moving parts. And just to single him out, I think that's fucked up. I think y'all got to get everybody. But the thing is, if you try to get everybody, it opens up the floodgates for a lot of shit. For a lot of people. And it just fucks everything up in totality. So, even with the all Kelly situation, um, you know, the people around him, they sort of help facilitate whatever, I guess, he wanted to do. And then, same thing with the John Gruden situation. They found a way to just make sure it's just him for now. But they open up the floodgates. It's it's over for everybody. It's just gonna be a, a you know chain reaction, domino effect, and it's gonna look nasty. But they're gonna find a way to to cover their tracks, and it's probably just gonna be John Gruden 
I got caught up in the... But, excuse me. In the flames, you know? Like, I'll tell you, it's just... I find it impossible that that was a one-man operation. But... What you gonna do, bro? What you really... What you really gonna do, though? Like, what am I really gonna do? Like, nah, nah. Investigate this. Yo, nah, I want all the emails. Like, they really give a fuck about us. They don't, man. They're doing their shit to cover their ass. A lot of this shit is just to cover their ass, man. I'm talking about the NFL. I'm talking about the music industry. It's just to cover their ass. As long as you got one person to point your finger at, they good. Like, all, right, all the heat's on him or all the heat's on her. Or all the heat is on that group. Even though the heat should be on everybody. Miami shit, you feel me? But fucking back, back, back to this. Just we all on this weird, you know, sensitive. Not sensitive, but is it sensitive? I don't know. It could be sensitive. Depends. I watched the Dave Chappelle stand up. It was cool. It was valid. Um, it was funny. But uh, we're we getting to that place again where if you don't find it as funny as everybody else, like, oh, if you don't like this latest Dave Chappelle stand up, you don't like comedy, shut the fuck up. I liked it, but I didn't love it. You know, because when you Dave Chappelle... When you that elite, you're going to get compared to your best work. It's like 50 Cent said, uh, no matter what album I put out, no matter what song I put out, I'm going to always be compared to Get What You Die Trying because that's you know, considered his best work. But I think his best work is Power of a Dollar. But that's cool, yo. That's cool. That's cool. So basically, Dave Chappelle is competing against himself also. He is in his own lane. So when you compare his latest work to his old work, you know, people are saying, oh, he's, you know, delivering a different message. He's uh, hitting us with a different style. Like, ah, uh, this was, just, I just felt like he was venting to us. And and he was also funny. There's some good jokes in there. I don't, I'm not going to say him because if I say him, I'm going to sound like, oh, he's, you know, can't really say it. Because I just can't say it. I'm not Dave Chappelle. I can't say it. You feel me? can't say them jokes right now. Maybe later, but not right now. You feel me? But yeah, yeah, some funny jokes in there, man. Like the, the and some valid points. Like he had a lot of valid points. It wasn't funny at all moments. Like I'm not trying to cry, yo. I get it. You know, you got he got his battle against uh, just the way the world is set up, just the way the media is set up. I mean, a lot of valid points. And I'm not even like I say, yo. If you see the show, you see the show. You know what I'm talking about. I, you know, his intentions was great. He got his point across. I just didn't think it was as much comedy as I wanted it to be. But I still enjoy watching it. But from a comedic expect, exp- ah, from a comedic res- perspective, you know, I've seen Dave Chappelle not waste a second on that stage. And I feel like this one, you know, a few seconds were wasted. It's all good, though. That's what happens when you're that great. You get, you get like, you know, weird-ass criticism from people like me. Talking about he wasted seconds and shit. But that's Dave Chappelle, man. I thought it was valid. Just thought, you know, it wasn't his worst, but it wasn't his best, but it was still valid. It's like uh, he normally averages 30 points a game, but, you know, this one he had 23 points. Normally he would have 23 points from like 10 of 16 shooting. But this one he, he had 23 points. He was like 7 for 17. But instead of having normally he averages four rebounds, he averaged he had seven rebounds and normally averaging two assists, he had four. 
So he made it up in other areas. So still a valid show. Like I said, still fuck with Dave Chappelle. I'm glad I watched that. You know, I enjoyed it. I waited not a couple of days, but just really, you know, really processed the whole show itself. And, you know, those are my thoughts on it. Fire show, though. Fire show. Um, I am a bit bummed out. Because he probably have to wait, like, another six years for his next stand-up. I know. Bad. Excuse me. Since he secured the... And closed out his contract with Netflix. I don't know how long he's going to take to drop his next special. But we'll see what's up, man. We'll see what's up. We'll see what's up. And... Kyrie shit, yo, that shit crazy. The Kyrie. A lot of people picked him up in fantasy. Um, I know they're very regretful now, but it's all good. I'll we'll figure it out. And well, he's a baller, yo. He's gonna be missed. I'm gonna be missed watching him on the basketball court. But yo, I had another fantasy draft yesterday. That's a fact. It's a big fact. I had the second pick. I picked James Harden up. Once I got the Kyrie news, I was like, I'm picking up James Harden. I'm diversifying my portfolio. I had the second pick in the other draft. I picked up Luca. You know, I like I like the teams I picked. But we're gonna see how they do. I usually like all my teams when I pick them. But we're gonna see how they perform this year. And I just got word that I got the first pick of the other league that I'm gonna be in. My th- the third league. And I got the first pick of that draft, so I'm gonna pick Giannis with that one. Pick the Greek freak. You know, the dude that once came out to Queens. And then um who I, saw, who I also saw perform against the Nets in Game 7 and beat them. Uh, eventual NBA champ, Greek Freak. So I'm going to pick him first in my league. So that way I diversify uh, my first-round picks. And hopefully they all kick ass and do good enough for me to win, win in all my leagues and come in first place. But usually I do this dumb shit of trying to pick the same team in all leagues because I got that much faith in everybody. I'm like, nah, these dogs are going to pull through for me. So, but I got this new list of people I'm not picking no more. Uh, one of them was Wendell Carter, Ricky Rubio. I forgot who else, but those two are definitely on my list. Uh, but I fuck with Ricky Rubio, though. Just not on fantasy team, but he's a bowler. Um, yeah, I've, I've been more, more, way more focused in the second league than I was drafted in. Cause in the first league, I felt like I could have drafted way better. So I took, I'm trying to learn from my mistakes and... and learn from that and try to capitalize on the second draft and I'm going to evaluate my second draft and then see how I should draft um in the third third league I'm in I'm excited yo like this, this year fantasy league the boys really active I'm, I'm really here to win this time I'm tired of just giving my fucking money away every year I want this shit back and dance them. I want a solid RO motherfucking eye this time yo I'm tired of shit I was tired, but like I dead ass want to win, bro. I just not, I'm not that mad, but I do want to win. If that makes any sense. I do want to win. Came in third place a few times, and other than that, should be downhill. Should be downhill. But fucking Ben Simmons is back at least. You know he took. I think he saw the eight million dollars, and I go to his bank account. He was like, "Yo, listen, Rich Paul, the name got rich in it." But $8 million is $8 million, bro. And Rich Paul was like, yo, you know what? You're right. $8 million is $8 million. You want to go back to camp? Probably like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. 
let's do that. Because some way, somehow, if Ben Simmons ain't getting paid, neither is Rich Paul, because I think, like, I mean, he's getting paid from, like, the other players, but, you know, he's getting, I'm pretty sure he gets, like, 10% of Ben Simmons' salary, so if he's not playing, he can't get his salary. So a check is a check. Money is money. So I'm glad, I guess, you know, Ben Simmons put his ego away, his pride away, and decided to lace it up. You know, whether he plays or not, whether he gets traded or not, that's to be determined. But at least he's back on the court. At least he's back to collecting his bread. That's what's up. That's what's up, Ben Simeons. And as far as the Knicks, yeah, I said they're going to play the Wizards. I didn't know they was going to play the Pistons. I forgot about that shit. But they played good, especially Taj Gibson. Oji Barry had a great, solid, all-around game. 12 points, 7 rebounds. Look at that shit, 6 assists. I drafted him in one of my leagues. That's what's up. And I got an R.J. Barry rookie card. If that means anything. I guess it means that I got faith in dogs, yo. But Pistons, I thought I was going to see Cade Cunningham play. Oh, he didn't really lace it up like that because he wasn't playing. So I was like, fuck it, damn. Guess he's not playing. But, yo, the Knicks, I'm excited, man. Like, I legit feel good that I'm excited. Couldn't always say that shit. So I'm glad that we here. We active. Fucking four or five, five days away from the NBA season, yo. The boy is amped up. I is. And, yo, it's episode 90, bro. That's episode 90. We're going to get back to it later, y'all. Y'all be good, skirt, skirt, pow, pow.